We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, guys? Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. It is Monday, February 20th. Hope this podcast finds you well. We are going to do a quick hitter on this Monday that's going to sort of build off of a topic we talked about yesterday. If you did not get a chance to listen to Sunday's Things I Think I Know About the Cleveland Browns, which will be a recurring Sunday show, I encourage you to do so. Myself and Brad Ward are going to try to do that kind of piggybacking off of the article that he will put out every Sunday, sort of looking at key aspects of the Browns. Uh, you know, whether that's the the structure, our, our thought around them, things maybe that we don't fully believe yet, but we want to kind of say out loud. It's, again, things we think we know. The point is to just sort of talk through things we're thinking about the team, the organization, all off season. I think it'll be a pretty fun platform for some different sort of uh, talking points and all that. So it should be, should be pretty good overall. So check that out. If you didn't listen to yesterday's, we talked about two things, uh, the offense evolution, and then we talked about uh, Wyatt Teller a little bit and the idea that you know, some guys are better at playing with injuries than others. And that fear of Teller not being able to sort of be able to be a really productive guard with injuries because you do, everybody plays banged up, but the threshold for which you play banged up and produce is sort of a, it's something people don't really talk about enough, especially through 17 game NFL season. So we went into that topic, but we're starting with Drew Petzing being hired in Arizona to be the offensive coordinator. So he goes on an immediate tight ends to quarterbacks with Browns. Now, all of a sudden, he is the uh, right-hand man running the offense for Jonathan Gannon, which this is going to be a big role for him because Jonathan Gannon, as you know, comes over from Philadelphia and a strong Cleveland connection as a San Ignatius grad, but he is a defensive coach, and that's where he spent the majority of his time, obviously a defensive coordinator with the Eagles. Petsing's taking on the entire offense, which is a huge undertaking, but obviously it shows a belief, a faith, a trust in Petsing. And that's peculiar to me that the Browns were willing, you know, I mean, there's ways they could have solved this if they they believed Petzing was a young up-and-coming guy to the point that they would be crippled by losing him. You would have maybe seen an encouraging uh, push from the Browns to have Alex Van Pelt leave and take another job. And that would leave Petzing for a promotion in-house with the Browns. I'm not sure 
what it means. Maybe Petzing ends up being terrible in Arizona. I don't know a lot about him, but I think it's interesting the quick nature of that hire, uh, obviously, for uh, Petzing and the demand he had with Gannon. And it's just, listen, it's all around kind of peculiar for me. Uh, the name that was thrown out today by Jeff, uh, Jeff Zrebic over who uh, Jeff runs, does a lot of work over in Baltimore. Obviously, he is um, the staff writer for The Athletic over in Baltimore. Immediately threw out a name of Kevin Stefanski's uh, relation, which is James Urban. He's a Ravens quarterback coach. Obviously, the Ravens just hired Todd Monken. Their offense is going through a bit of an evolution there. Still to be determined about the quarterback situation. But James Urban could potentially fill Petzing's role. Stefanski and Urban, longtime friends. Stefanski's tied to Urban before, um, and, and there's a connection there. And that's, listen, that's one route. There's other routes we've talked about with Deshaun Watson, connecting with somebody he's worked with before successfully. I will, I, I'm just going to kind of be vocal about this, which I was on yesterday's show. The Browns should be looking to bring in somebody with a fresh perspective. A perspective now, not to say that James Urban coming from uh, you know Baltimore with Greg Roman and his experience that it couldn't work out. He couldn't bring some run game elements, couldn't bring some quarterback run game elements that ultimately help here. But I would like to see somebody that may, I mean, to me, the priority is making Deshaun Watson as comfortable in the best version of himself as they possibly can. And I would really prefer to get somebody who has worked with him or worked in a similar role within the offense that he's trying to develop. They should be put it this way they should be trying to develop in Cleveland so to me this hire will be peculiar not to say again that the hiring of James Urban and another Stefanski relationship type is a is an automatic seal of a bad fate but you do want to see the Browns branch out and start challenging their offensive thought process so to me this hire will be interesting we've still heard and this is again a week and a half out from the combine very little about defensive staff changes. We do not know who the linebackers, sorry, who the DB or D-line coach is going to be. We we now don't know who the quarterback coach is going to be. So there's got to be some movement this week on coaches. I, again, would really prefer a sharp young mind who can bring some fresh perspective to what the Browns have done offensively. And if it's not that type of coach, because those are not always the most easily and readily available Somebody with a connection to Deshaun Watson and bringing out the best in him would certainly be of interest to me. Now, again, if James Urban is hired, we will dig into James Urban and try to figure out what he can help with this Browns offense. The worst possible outcome, in my opinion, would be Alex Van Pelt going back to being that quarterback coach OC hybrid, which he was before. So it's an interesting decision about sort of maybe the first breadcrumb about where the Browns offense is going because again if you listen to yesterday and many things I have said over the past two months I am really really hoping for an evolution of the Browns offense they have said as much they're going to change this thing it's going to look different they're going to fight to figure out what's best here if it's a copy paste of the last few years I will have a problem with that and that's when I've said again yesterday that I would start to dip my toe outside of the circle of trusting Stefanski to get this thing right. They have, they really must change how they operate offensively to find long-term and meaningful success in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break, come back, and then I have one more topic on this quick hitter episode that I think is obviously pretty damn prudent. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So the OBR's Jack Duffin, who does a great job, Jack is fantastic, is looking at the salary cap and doing a lot of off-season evaluation. I mean, Jack has written on a ton of topics. He's doing free agency mocks every day. He's doing player rewinds, how the Browns did last off-season with their decisions going into 2022, what those look like now, how they can cultivate their future. There's a whole bunch of things Jack is doing, and if you're not paying attention to it every day, you're truly not looking at ways in which the Browns are going to try to get better this year. What he has done and unearthed, is this 10 million figure in the Browns, how they're structuring their salary cap. And again, I want to draw you to Jack's article first and foremost, which was just posted yesterday. Could have got lost on a Sunday. Maybe you were paying attention to something else, golf or the uh, NBA All-Star game or XFL was on all day. You might have missed it. So it's titled Cleveland Browns lead the league in expensive talent. And I think it's, it's extremely interesting to look at this from the nature that Jack did, which is $10 million players. Last year in 2022, the Browns spent on players making $10 million or more per year. They had 12 total, most in the league. Behind them, the Eagles with 11, Bucks with 10, Cardinals with 9, Colts with 9, Rams, Saints, Titans, Broncos, Chiefs, uh, Dolphins, Packers, Vikings. All of those are above 8. 49ers, Bengals, Bills, 7 or below. So that's interesting. Ravens, 5. Steelers, 5. So again, interesting. Teams like the Giants, Bears, Texans, even though the Giants made the playoffs, that tells you how impressive that is, had no players making $10 million or more. The Browns had 12. Eight on offense, which speaks, as Jack noted very eloquently, to the danger of which you all want the Browns to go out and trade for an, a big-name wide receiver. You're talking about Tyler Lockett, DeAndre Hopkins, talking about Brandon Cooks, among many others. Mike Evans has been floated lately as a guy potentially on the market in Tampa. You want them to do that, so that means you're going to put more $10 million players on the roster. They are stretched thin. The actions we are seeing by the Browns to play to pay players $10 million or more is, is really what you would see a team like Philly doing, 
who is operating on a rookie contract like Jalen Hurts or the Buccaneers who are all in pushing to the to the very end of this whole thing with Tom Brady. The Browns are stretching this thing out. And yeah, they're all in to an extent here, but you can't be all in that it just totally ruins everything you're trying to do with the cap. Now, we have pointed out, obviously, the Browns can restructure some things, and that's fine. But eventually, the bill comes due. The Browns are spending $213 million on $10 million players alone. Those are the contracts, which is a bit bananas when you think about it. The, the number of $213 million. No other team crossed the $200 million threshold. The Rams are in second at $184.7 million. Eagles third, $173.2 million. Cardinals fourth, $166.4 million. And the Packers fifth at $163.7 million. Significant amount of $10 million players. So if you want them to go get that big name receiver a lot of money, that's why there have been people, smart people, talking about trying to potentially, who do you take away? You have to peel that back at some point or you're going to destroy your future where you start to have some young up-and-coming players and you cannot pay them. So you start to peel that back. Well, why are the Brown, Why are people talking about trading Nick Chubb? Well, he's a guy that you could probably get by without losing all too much on your outcome of a season. As we've seen, running backs don't... Running Listen, running backs do matter when they're cheap. When they get really expensive, they start to be sort of a little bit of an ankle weight that keeps tiny down. Can't get your head above water. Well, those running back contracts do start to tie... I love Nick Chubb. You love Nick Chubb. We all love Nick Chubb. But you got to look at what players do they have available that are, are valuable-ish across the league. Nick won't return a one. He won't return a two. Probably a three in the package of picks around the mid-round, uh, late day, day two range. But that contract, you get off the books. You could potentially open it up. If you want that big-name receiver, you better try to trade Wyatt Teller. You can't keep all these guys. That's where, that's where Andrew Barry is wading into some very dangerous water here. Now, these are the guys in 2022... Of those twelve, of those twelve names, Watson forty-six million, Miles Garrett twenty-five, Denzel Ward twenty-point-one, Cooper twenty million, Joel Batonio sixteen million, Wyatt Teller fourteen-point-two, Jack Conklin fourteen, who they just gave a you know version of an extension to, David Njoku thirteen-point-seven million, Nick Chubb twelve-point-two million. Now the bottom here is where some fat can be trimmed. Obviously, Baker Mayfield's ten-point-five last year comes off the book, so that number automatically goes down to eleven. And you take Jadevian Clowney, who made $10 million, that automatically the number goes down to 10 John Johnson's the one that they have to make a decision on. He's at 11.25 last year and will be a little bit higher this year. So again, you go back, you look at this, this uh, analysis of, of players making $10 million. The Browns have two potential free agents, right? So they could eliminate two here. The Eagles eliminate three. Bucks could eliminate two. Nobody else climbs above the number one threshold. So... There are ways the Browns can minimize this a little bit, but they are pushing a very dangerous territory, especially on offense, which is not sustainable the way they're paying guards, some eight, an aging right tackle, obviously paying the quarterback a ton of money. It's just, it's not sustainable. Even though you can do some restructuring, just because you restructure doesn't put off money to be paid eventually. The bill always comes due. So it's just noteworthy, and Jack did a great job of it, and you should go out and look at it, is this article about the Cleveland Browns lead the league in expensive talent, and why, if they're going to lead the league in expensive talent, they cannot have another bad year. They cannot have another bad year. The pressure's on. We talked about it before. It's a balance of now and later, which is what you see me doing in mock drafts. You check your mock today. I'm looking at next year. They only have four picks in the 2024 draft. You're trying to kind of give another couple picks, but... 
you got to know that they got to win this year. There's real pressure to figure it out this year because they're paying, they're paying the money to win right now. So figure it out. Guys, thanks for joining today. Quick hitter on Monday. Check out the OBR. Check out the free agent mock, the daily mock. It's all there. Many other things. We'll be back tomorrow with a fresh episode of the OBR Film Breakdown. Have a great Monday. Go Browns.